Welcome to Living a Simple Life with a Back Porch View. Thanks for stopping by. Grab a glass of lemonade, pull up a rocker, and join me for conversations about living the simple life. Go ahead, get comfortable, and settle in for a good visit. It's time to relax and enjoy. things I truly enjoy, history and a good challenge. For the history part, I focus more on the areas of crafting in anything that involves the use of what we today called the old skills. For me, the definition of that term is any craft and skill that was commonly used by our parents, grandparents, or great-grandparents on a daily basis, and any skill that is pre-technology. As with many things you read, you may come across something that piques your interest and you find yourself digging deeper. While reading one of my books on the history of textiles, there was a mention of how the skill of sewing had been a necessity during the Depression era. So, I stepped into that rabbit hole and ended up doing more research than I had ever planned on doing. Now, in school, I did learn about the Depression era. My parents and aunts mentioned it a time or two across the years. My knowledge of it was limited to the failure of the stock market in 1929 and peppered with some of the hardships people had to endure during the era. Once I began researching, I realized just how little I really knew. These weren't just difficult times for people. They were devastating. From 1914 to 1918, our country fought in World War I. Then, a short 11 years later, they were hit with a different type of war, the Great Depression. Instead of being shipped off to another country armed with munitions, the people of this country faced the battle of a severe economic downturn. Instead of arming themselves with munitions, they had to fight this new war with innovation. Their new task was to learn how to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Not an easy task. Many factories and businesses began to close down. Jobs were scarce, money even scarcer. What few dollars they had were stretched almost beyond recognition. Those fortunate to retain their jobs suffered cutbacks in hours and pay. A single mom had it even harder. Most available positions in factories were given to the men, assuming they were the breadwinners of the household. It didn't matter if the woman was. All women were laid off or furloughed, and their jobs, if still available, were given to men. Everyone in a family old enough to work did so and contributed everything they earned to the household budget. The idea of reusing and recycling became the new mantra. Nothing was thrown away. Instead, most people of that era could come up with multiple ways to use just about any item. It had now become even more imperative than ever to grow a garden. In addition to producing as much of their food as possible, they also needed to learn the skill of saving seeds. Recipes were developed to allow a meal to consist of as little food as possible and still be enough to feed the family. 
folks came became very creative with recipes. Communities and churches began adding potluck-style meals to help feed as many people as possible. As the old cliche will have it, this life was a tough road to hoe for many. However, families worked together to provide for each other. Bonds were strengthened with neighbors and communities. Each person knew what it felt like to have to depend on each other just to survive. As I said earlier, I enjoy researching history, but I never before have ever had such an emotional reaction to anything I have studied. A few books I read were from personal accounts, and many made me want to cry. In others, the people I read about showed such a depth of strength and resilience, I caught myself cheering them on. One book I read melted my heart. The book is A Secret Gift, written by Ted Gupp, and is a story about his grandfather. The grandfather, using a secret identity, found a way to share what he had to help others. I won't go into the details about the book, but let me say this. Mr. Gupp's grandfather was a man steeped in more secrets than just who he really was. And if you get a chance, I highly recommend you read it. Did I mention earlier that the second thing I love is a good challenge? Reading and researching the Great Depression really started me thinking. With all we have had to endure over the past few years, I wondered, what would I do if things got even worse? Could I survive? One of my goals is to live a simple life. I grow a garden. I know how to cook, bake, preserve food and have a craft room overflowing with supplies. But is that enough? We don't have central heat in our home. Instead, our heat comes from two fireplaces at opposite ends of the house. I know how to split the wood using a gasoline-powered log splitter. I understand how to stack the wood so it dries thoroughly, and have hauled my share of logs into the house. I can even start a fire. But I don't use the chainsaw don't know the intricacies of cutting down a tree or blocking it once it's down, and I have seen but never used a wedge and a sledge. Are my skills lacking? Thinking about all these things made me decide to challenge myself. I wanted to spend more time learning as many of the old skills as I could. I may not be ready to use a chainsaw, but I could start looking at my pantry differently. Instead of running to the store for a single ingredient, I could start searching for acceptable substitutions. Any meal I cooked, I could contemplate the possible ways I could use the leftovers. As for my garden, before I make a plan on what to grow, I look at recipes and think about future meals. And by doing this, I can better determine what I need to grow and how much of it I need to plant. I looked at how folks during the Depression era earned, budgeted, and spent their money. I created a list of all the skills they depended on, and I compared it to my own knowledge. If I found a skill I didn't know, I thought about the people I knew who did, who could teach me. What I discovered is I had a bigger challenge ahead of me than I thought. But I'm not one to back down either. I decided I'd start at the very beginning, work on the simpler aspects, and move forward from there. 
I was telling one of my friends about it, and she mentioned her own curiosity of how well she would be able to meet the same challenge. Our conversation made me realize having someone who would take the challenge alongside of me would be beneficial. We could offer each other ideas, encouragement, and support when things got tough. And then another thing hit me. We aren't the only two who wonder about this. So I decided to take it a step further and create a Depression-Era Challenge. The Depression-Era Challenge is designed to educate us not only about the past, but also about where we stand now and how we can face the future in any hardships, struggles, or difficulties life may toss our way. Now, this challenge is a seven-week email series and will be delivered to your inbox each week on Friday. On week one, your email is simply a welcome and introduction to the challenge. Weeks two through six will focus on one area, basic skills, finances, growing a garden, feeding your family, and community. The last email is simply a conclusion to the challenge. And by the way, when I say it's the last email, I mean it's the last one. You won't be getting any more emails from me. Well, unless you're already signed up for my regular newsletter or want to get it. But other than that, you won't be signing up for anything additional. But in each email, you will not only see information on what it was like during the Depression and tips on how we can apply what they learned in today's world, but there's also fun freebies for each category. Do you love a good challenge? Then be sure to join the Depression Era Challenge. The challenge begins on February 23rd, but you can sign up for it now. Just visit me at the website that's on the show notes because it's real long and you may not have pen and paper to write it down. Do you think you could survive another Great Depression? I've been wondering that myself. So I'm brave enough to accept the challenge. And I hope you are willing to join me as well. If you are, I look forward to seeing you there. If you want to learn more about the topic at hand or get a transcript for this episode, just visit my website at www.thefarmwife.com forward slash podcast. That's the resource page for this podcast. And I have it set up by episodes to make things easier to find. To help you out, This is episode 47, and if you need the URL for the Depression Era Challenge, you can find it in the show notes as well. If you have questions or just want to stop in for a visit, you can do that through email at thevirtualporch at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss a single conversation. I'll be sitting on the porch every Monday morning waiting for your visit. Thanks again for stopping in. I'll see you next week on Living a Simple Life with a Back Porch View. And while you're waiting on the next episode, grab that glass of refreshment, pull up a rocker, and sit back for a while. It's time to relax and enjoy. Enjoy.